What do you do when your business is all about bringing people together and a pandemic is keeping people apart? Open for Business is a three-part Outrageous Impact show special on the in-person market research industry. You'll hear about the people working in it and the incredible journey they have been on to keep safe, open and delivering for their clients. We'll explore the ups, downs, the lessons learned and what this tells us about how to navigate through a pandemic. This special series was made possible with support from our friends at Little Bird Marketing. And you can find out more about Little Bird at littlebirdmarketing.com. And now on with the show. Today on the Outrageous Impact Show, I'm interviewing Abby Goodell. Abby, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Now, Abby is Vice President of Fieldwork Network International, and she leads their international team. Now, in preparation for this interview, Abby was telling me that she has really developed her entire career within Fieldwork Network International, having been a recruiter, a client liaison, a facility director, global field management director, and now in her new role as vice president heading up their international division. So a real stellar ascent and very excited to uh, have you on the show. And um, Abby, I wonder if you just start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your business. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, I've done many roles in market research. I've focused in qualitative predominantly and uh, started within a facility um, in Denver um, and really kind of worked my way up. I started in college um, and uh, working with Fieldwork has been pretty great. It's um, a leader in the market research industry. We've been around since the 80s, starting with facilities. um, That's what they call them in the U.S. Uh, Internationally, they call them venues or studios. Um, but um, we started with one um, sometime in the 80s, and uh, now we have 15, um, and then have added multiple services over the years um, uh, as demand was needed. So we do multi-market management, nationwide recruitment. We have a virtual facility, which we had even before um, all of this uh, craziness began. Um, and then my team, which uh, does global um, multi-city management. So we have an entire team dedicated to um, doing that all day. So from proposal phase phase until invoice. Um, And we help with lots of methodologies, um, obviously some online things, which we're doing a ton of now, but also in person um, in all of those beautiful facilities that we have. Um, And uh, yeah. Fantastic. And I was saying uh, before we uh, hit the record button here, uh, which always seems so grand, but it's literally just a button in a Zoom facility. So uh, I'm sort of, uh, I'm over-egging it if I'm saying it's like a very professional button I get to press, that I've had many happy times in uh, in America, including in viewing facilities, uh, including up in uh, New Jersey and uh, down in uh, the South as well, and always had such a fascinating and, and sort of warm welcome from uh, fr- from American colleagues. And I'd love to hear a little bit, you describe it as a crazy time. How has lockdown been for you? Because I understand you've had some some sort of personal big changes in your life as well as professional changes, Abby. Yes. Um, personally, I have been in flux for um, the past year and a half. My uh, 11-year-old stepdaughter came to live with us full time um, while I was pregnant. And then I had my first child in December 2019 and went back to work um, the first week of March of 2020, which was also when New York went into shutdown. Wow. <laughs> so um, I've been 
Yeah, there's been, uh, so basically just going with the flow was kind of what I was already doing. So I guess in that part, it is, uh, I guess you could call it a blessing that I was kind of already in that mindset. <laughs> so another sort of wave coming, uh, although a big one was, you know, something I guess I was as prepared for as I could be. But, um, and so, so that part has definitely been a huge change, but then obviously work has just been a significant adjustment. Um, uh, in terms of field work overall, a large portion of our business are these beautiful facilities that we have that people come to do in-person research. And obviously, um, to varying degrees, there were shutdowns throughout the U.S. Um, and so that paused for a while, and we had to figure out how to do that again. Um, you know, market research is a really resilient industry, um, and it's one of the things I really love about it. Um, when the economy is great or when things are going good, Everybody wants sort of a piece of that. So there's lots of research to be done to figure out where the money is being spent and what new things can come out. And um, when things aren't going so well, either because of a recession or because of, unfortunately, a COVID situation, um, you want to figure out how your business changed and who your consumer changed to and what they're doing. So um, it takes a little time for things to adjust. Um, in in the middle, um, but you want to be ready for when it does because people still need to speak to their to their consumers and and um, uh, consumers and I mean you know medical professionals about uh, things going on there and business people who are now working at home and using products in a different way. So um, we had to really make a whole bunch of pivots <laughs> in terms of how we're doing things. Um, so it was a little chaotic in the beginning, but it actually feels. I mean, oddly normal now, because I think that's what we're all doing, right, is 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 we're kind of stuck, stuck in this place of evolution that is uh, maybe a little exhausting, but I think there's also some exciting things that are coming, coming from it. Um, we're thinking of things in a different way than we did before. Yeah, and that's really interesting to me, Abby, because it sounds like you've had to draw on sort of real reserves of leadership to help your teams sort of explore that new dynamic and that new environment? Absolutely. And um, I mean, our, our field work as a whole spends a lot of time and money um, in non-COVID times getting people together in person. Um, and so not only does our leadership meet um, several times a year uh, in order to discuss things, we don't just meet you know, virtually or have phone calls. We like to get together in person because a lot of times the important conversations happen at dinner or drinks after the meeting. Um, but we also get our project managers together, all of them from the local offices um, and even our phone room supervisors. We get everyone together. So there's all these great things that happen when you're face to face with someone. Um, and so we had to sort of make that adjustment here. So there's been lots and lots of Zoom calls. Um, uh, because we all just rely on each other um, from a management level so that then we can create a, you know, a, a reliable foundation <laughs> to then help support everyone kind of in each role that goes on from there. Um, and so I'm proud of us for being able to do that. Um, it's, it's harder. Uh, it's easier to get on a plane and stay at a hotel and have drinks and be in a meeting all day, um, especially because you have all your personal stuff happening simultaneously. But um, I think we've done a, a pretty good job. So pretty proud of us. Well, that sounds brilliant, Abby. And I, and I, I guess I'm interested and intrigued about sort of what, uh, if any, the sort of, you know, mental load has been on you of sort of, you know, leading people through this time of, of, of great change. Um, I think that, 
you know, I think really a lot of the relationships that we have um, internally and even with our clients, there's a lot of gray area between professional and personal. There always has been. I mean, we're in the service industry, so it's very easy to go from a conversation about a proposal to what you did with your kids this weekend. And that's not just with my own colleagues, but it's with people, clients that we've worked with for years or maybe the new ones. And so um, I find myself relying on that type of environment, um, it it basically brings sort of this human feeling back again to these, you know, computer discussions <laughs> um, that feel a little less less personal. Um, but I do think part of the challenge there is too is that you do miss being with people. You don't get to see all of the things. You only get to see what you put on on the webcam or in the email, um, and so that is a little hard. Um, and I think that it's also a little more challenging because everything seems to take a little bit longer. Um, uh, you can't kind of like bop around from different things. You kind of don't have the space to sort of just let your mind kind of go. I feel like there's far less casual conversations that happen. You don't run into somebody at the water cooler. None of those things are taking place. You're, uh, I think a lot of us are running from homeschooling to work to <clears throat> making dinner because you can't order something or all of those kind of things. So I think trying to make sure you keep personal kind of in there, um, it takes a little more effort maybe than it used to, just because there's just so many things now. Maybe not everybody knows everything that you have going on personally when you go into the office each day. And my team even works remotely before this happened, but you know, people, kids are going to school or everyone's going to daycare. And so you kind of get to be this you can be more like the person that you present in front of everyone. And I think right now that's, it's just not possible because <laughs> you're going back and forth between everything all the it. time, not to mention <laughs> the level of stress. Yeah. And so you really kind of figure out the core of a person. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and my life is far been, from instant. I'm very encouraged. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe going back to some of that has been nice. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> But um, but it's it's real. Now more than ever, there's nothing like in-person research to deliver the voice and the views of the consumer. Face-to-face -face delivers on empathy, captures nuanced body language, and creates personal connections that can be explored further. All focus group facilities are committed to safe and socially distanced protocols to keep our teams, our clients, and our participants safe. People are engaged and excited to share new emotions, new buying patterns, and new ways that they're seeing the world. Clients need this deep insight to make the best possible decisions at this critical time. We're here, we're focused, and we're ready. For in-person research, it's time to embrace the research space. Yeah, and I love that sort of authenticity in what you've just said there, Abby. It's 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 so important, and I think it's also a way, you know, as somebody who runs my own business, you know, like like you run run a division, you know, it's it's also a way of of sort of screening out and screening the people that you want to work with as well, because I think people that actually in, embrace that duality and embrace that realness are people that you know will be good good clients and collaborators and staff members and colleagues and and friends even and and that becomes a really important bonding experience as well absolutely and uh it also gives you these new reasons and new ways of communicating and reaching out to people i mean you know it's very easy to send a sales pitch and we all get them and they go back and forth and 
you know, we even go to conferences and see people and interact. And I love doing those things. And I'm very excited to get back to them at some point. But it's different now. You have to reach out with much more intention, I feel like. Um, you have to be able to have a conversation, you know, where you have um, Peggy comes in. <laughs> and maybe you're trying to hurry up and, and have a discussion between two other interviews or two other meetings. And, um, and, and then there's sort of this delay that's this human part that comes in. And so you just have to really be able to handle that. I love that. Now, I was wondering, thinking about some of the sort of end clients who've stayed the course with face-to-face -face research schedules through the pandemic, what sort of things have you been hearing from them? I would say that, especially in the beginning, the biggest impact, I think, is is the inability to travel. Our, our industry relies a lot on that, especially for in-person. And so having companies, uh, a lot of companies, not allow their... Um, employees to travel or have their employees elect to not travel um, has, it, it was really the hardest part in the beginning because everyone sort of had to work around that. And I think that the easiest answer um, is of course to do things online. And so we have a platform, we've done that. We moved a lot of projects online initially. We've done many projects online. Um, we always did, but I would say that, you know, the bulk of them are that way now, but um, there's a lot of clients and even methodologies that really need in-person. Um, we do some things where people need to interact with like a, an item. Um, and so you, it, the important part of the interview is to watch them interact with that. Well, that doesn't kind of, that doesn't work as well. Um, I mean, of course you can send it to them and we have, and they're interacting with it, but they'd really like to be in person. Um, there's also, you know, a taste test um, that's harder to do remotely. Um, and so we're getting even more creative than just, putting everything online. Um, and so some of that means that we're hiring people locally um, to moderate when normally somebody would have flown out there, or we're figuring out a way to have people in our own offices help with interviews. Um, and maybe the moderator or the person leading the discussion is even on a, on, they're on a video, um, but the respondents are all together because they're in the same city. Um, but I, I think the there are many clients who would like to just continue to figure out a way to continue um, and maybe as close to normal as possible. And there are others who um, really prefer to not, not, you know, kind of come out, if you will, and, until the vaccine is complete. And so we basically just had to make sure that we can meet everyone exactly where they are at whatever moment that is. And um, so there's a lot of discussion about, exactly how they feel um, because we're getting every range of it um, every day. And then even then that's evolving um, for each person individually. But I think the strong sense is that everybody would like to, to get work done. Yeah. <laughs> we want it. We want to do work. So. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm interested to understand sort of what you're hearing from participants and their experience since they've been coming back, Abby. Participants have been, I mean, it's not a secret. People have been hurting for money <laughs> um, uh, at some points and in some areas. Um, but I don't think that's the main driving factor, actually. I think that's the easy answer. I think that there's also a lot of people who are looking for personal interactions. I mean, I personally get far more dressed up for doctor's appointments than I ever have in my whole life because it's one <laughs> of the only ways that I'm allowed to leave my house. And I feel like we all want an appointment. We want something to look forward to, something that's not your, um, I don't know if, if you guys use this term, but we say in the States like Groundhog Day. It's like a repeat of the day before. And 100%. I feel like we're stuck in a Groundhog Day. And so 
Um, you're looking for something to break it up, something to put on your calendar. Um, and so to have a, to participate in market research is something different. It's, it's cool. It's interesting. It's also for a lot of people, something that um, feels normal. Um, so when you can't go out to eat for your birthday inside, or you can't have your child's birthday party, or I don't know, all of the things, maybe you're not flying. So you can't go on your vacation that you go on once a year. You can still go and uh, the people at Fieldwork or whomever are still calling you to participate in market research, whether it's online or, or in person. And But uh, to be really honest, also, we haven't had much pushback on people coming in person. I mean, we really have a very detailed outline of sort of what we're, um, how we're making things safe for people to participate and protocols for cleanliness. And we require people to have masks on all the time in the facility from employees to respondents to clients. And, and so once you explain all of those things to people, even if they have some reservations in the beginning, they, they, they want to come in. Um, and so we've actually, I think that participants have been more eager than ever, to be honest with you. You know, has there been anything particularly that that's really been a key learning for you throughout this, you know, 2020 and into 21 so far? I think really just it's sort of some of the same things that we have even done before, but it's just sort of amplified. Um, I think that one challenge in the COVID environment for our team um, in any of our offices is um, we've been, I think we've really fine-tuned and figured out a way to get these things, get this research completed. So in person, being able to come into our facility or doing it online, that sometimes we're so used to it. I don't, we don't want it to sound casual when we're talking about it. <laughs> and because sometimes that client hasn't done anything since, you know, last year. And so you really want to make sure that you're meeting them where they're at. Um, and so being able to make them understand that we may sound slightly laid back about it, but it's because it's our norm now and it has been for a while and we're doing this and we have been doing it. Um, I, I guess that's been kind of a, a, a learning moment is to make sure that you take a step back to like really assess exactly where someone's at um, so that you're, you're meeting them where they need you to. Yeah. And I wonder then sort of thinking from the, from the macro down to the micro, what's, what sort of allowed you to keep sane during this, th this period, Abby? Um, I think personally just, sort of giving thanks for the things that um, aren't happening. I think that's where a lot of people are digging into right now is, um, I mean, I, that sounds horrible, but I really do find that, you know, thinking about what could be worse makes me feel better. Um, and, um, you know, just being thankful about a lot of things. I mean, you know, it's a great problem to have that we've been really busy trying to figure out how to keep all these go things going and have respondents who want to come in and clients who want to figure out a solution. Um, so it, it's been, um, it's been busier than ever on a work front, um, where I have some friends who, you know, are only working half days at home, but, uh, I also have people, friends and family members who don't have jobs anymore. So, I mean, I'm really excited to be busy. I am excited that my family is, uh, you know, here and around and, and personally also I normally travel, um, you know, once or twice a month for at least a week. Um, each time and uh, internationally and domestically. And uh, I love doing that and can't wait to do it. But I also have a new, uh, a new baby at home. So I've gotten to spend her first year pretty much every single moment and day with her. So even though that's been a little challenging sometimes, it's also been kind of cool. 
um, uh, to be able to be here all the time and not have to pick up and, and move around quite so quickly at the beginning of her life. So, Abby, we've come to the end of the interview, and I would just like at this point to hand over the microphone to you. And this is really your chance to sort of tell the listenership of the Outrageous Impact show about um, anything that you're interested in or anything that you need help on or any sort of thing that you're currently um, keen for more people to be aware of. So I think what I would really like to just get out there to everyone is that I I can't wait for it to be back to normal. I do think it's coming. I think that for um, some people, because we are all at home, you can't necessarily see in the same way what other people are doing and where things are moving around and all that, but that we have been um, doing these in-person interviews before um, and will continue to do them. And to me, I hold on to that because it really leads us to the next place, which is that we all continue to do things in person again that are even non-work related. So I can't wait to have a drink. Patrick, maybe next time in London, we'll, we'll meet up, uh, I'd be honored. <laughs> have dinner with friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to a conference again and, and see colleagues and, um, and any, any of those things. So, um, I am excited that I think the fact that we're doing more and more of this in-person research and figuring it out is really sort of cracking the case to then lead to all the other things that can eventually open up. And that just makes me really excited for all of us. Thanks for listening to the Outrageous Impact Show. If you've enjoyed it, leave a review and tell your friends.